a little update. Four of the five teenagers allegedly linked to the stabbing murder of uh, Violene White have had their court hearings held in secret. Queensland Premier Stephen Miles, as I just said, he now wants the courts to... Well, he's going to say, oh, I want to advocate to have the courts throw open to the public a bit more. I want to see it happen more often. Um, he's come to this revelation after nine years as, in government and as Deputy Premier uh, for much of that. He's now said that he will speak to his Attorney-General, Yvette Darth. Well, we know how much of a great job she did with the health portfolio. Uh, don't hold your breath as Attorney-General but about managing magistrate behaviour. Uh, and joining me now for a look at the merit of all this is... Former Queensland Police Superintendent Jim Keogh, a highly respected uh, former policeman. Uh, thanks for your time, Jim. Good morning. Firstly, on the Premier's statement, uh, where do you stand on that, that he wants to see this more transparency and he wants to see the dial shifted on this? Yeah, we all like to see lots of things. He's got the power to actually invoke legislation that would actually require them to open the courts. Well, let's see some of that power coming forward. Why haven't we seen it so far? Very good question. Look, the situation is, insofar as opening the courts up, and in particular here with the juveniles, we're not seeking to uh, have the trial by media here. What people really want to know is, are they getting bail and why they're getting bail? And I think the public have a right to know this, given the fact that the perpetrators of many of these offences and the serious high-end offenders or or offences are committed by those given bail. Can you believe this latest one that we've now found out that the, uh, the alleged or the accused in this case the uh, with the murder of Violene White was on bail for serious offences? Well, let's take our minds back to Boxing Day, not last one, gone the one before. Juvenile again inside a home, I think it was north of Brisbane, stabbed a person to death. Emma Lovell. Behold that person. Yes, absolutely. That person was on bail and placed in residential care, I think, in the same street as the uh, the, the now deceased. Correct. So the community need to know these things so the community can voice their concerns to the elected officials, uh, the politicians, to say, hey... What's going on here? Don't leave the public hidden away as mushrooms. It seems, and this is the impression we all get, and this is what angers people. I think it seems that more often than the, when the courts side with the interests of the, uh, of the of the offenders rather than victims in determining, you know, the, the proceedings in court. And yeah, I think we want to see that transparency and see what's happening ourselves. Why is it that again we don't have? Why is it that one magistrate can buck the trend uh, in in the Richlands court? but all the others have the discretion. Why aren't more doing it? Well, what's that telling you about the judicial system? You've got one there that they may deem as a radical or perhaps one person there who has the moral fibre to stand up and say, look, it's in the interest of the community that they know. And I think that magistrate has quoted as saying that they are, that it's important that the community have confidence in the judicial system, which is a very, very wise comment. But as for your, your remarks there in relation to, well, let's be concerned about the uh, impact on the accused... Well, what about the victims? What about the mm. victim's family? What about the community? I can tell you not too many people are too keen to go to Red Bank playing shopping centre and do their shopping at the moment. Mm. And I think one of the judges oh, earlier in the week, maybe on Monday, part of the reasoning was that it would be confronting for the teenager to have media in the court. Well, tell you where confronting would be. Confronting would have been being at the shopping centre at six o'clock on uh, Saturday afternoon. I could think of nothing more confronting and devastating and uh, that comment just defies is that, is that out of, so out of step and just showing a disconnect with what reality and what 
people want to hear and, and, and what they sh- how they should be conducting themselves? The reality is community expectations. These people, the magistrates, realistically, are there as servants of the public and they need to communicate that to the public. The public need to feel safe. They've got to communicate that they are doing their job and will open themselves up to some form of transparency. This isn't cloak and dagger stuff. Mm. So back to a point you made right at the beginning, which uh, was a simple point, and it was the point uh, Violene's husband made yesterday when she spoke to Gleeso on Drive. Um, the Premier's got the power. They've got the power to change things. Why is it not happening? I, I, and would that change things if he did try and shift legislation? Well, let's go back to, say, the bikey problem. We had a bit of a bikey dust-up brawl. Nobody got killed. There was no, no serious yeah. injuries. Within a heartbeat, the government changed legislation, tightened things up. The bikies were fragmented, taken off the street. Everything settled down. But keeping in mind, nobody died. Here we are, some years later, and I think up to 30 people have been killed by gang, uh, juvenile gangs, but we're not seeing the same legislative response. For God's sake, many, many people are dying here, and we're still, well, let's have another committee. Let's, let's do a review. Let's, uh, let, let's form a working party in relation to this. That's not going to save lives. It's not saving lives, as was evident on Saturday night. And I think the, the person that instigated a lot of that change, who's often criticised by this current government, is, was Campbell Newman when he was Premier with the bikey crackdown. And you were heavily involved in uh, enforcing some of that, weren't you? Look, these are the bikies, the high end of the, uh, the hard hitters, and the legislation worked. Was it harsh legislation? And I always said this, yes, it was harsh legislation, mm. but it was needed to address the issue concerned. Now you've got an even bigger issue... You've got to come up with harsh legislation. You're going to have to bring in legislation that is mandated through law to say, OK, if you repeat offence, if you commit an offence on bail, you will be taken to a secure facility. I'm not saying throw them in a box six foot by six foot. You know, we had well camps sitting up there in Toowoomba where they could have gone on a placement, a semi-rural placement, but it removed them from society. When you have a problem like this and the community don't feel safe, and are in fact being killed, you've got to remove the problem. How frustrating is this for police? Oh, horribly frustrating. You know, the poor old copper out there gets hold of the offender, places them before the courts, only to find that they're on the street before the copper can walk out of the court. If the police officer is putting them before the courts and saying to them, well, you've had your chance, you've committed more offences... You know, you'll be going away. That's one less problem for that police officer to focus on. And he can move, or she can, move on to the other problems. On a, That's on how a, the system works. On a side note, is this part of the reason they're having problems recruiting police? Because it's they, they, possible recruits are looking at it going, well, this is such a frustrating job. It's a risky job. And fair, fair income, I don't want to be in, involved in it. That's exactly right. You've got to actually support the police. People say, is it the police not doing their job? Well, who knows? Because you haven't given the police the tools to do the job. If you give the police the tools to say, okay, they're going to be placed on bail on home detention, the police job is to go there, check and make sure they honour that home detention. And police officer, if they don't honour that home detention, then they're going inside. You've given the police the tools to do the job. Mm, all right. Well, uh, do you see anything changing anytime soon with all the talk, all this talk from the new Premier leading up to an election in October? 
Look, I certainly hope so. All the politics and all the election uh, hype aside, the reality is people are dying. Imagine if that was my mother and that was my daughter that was at Red Bank Plains Shopping Centre. You know, mm. totally devastated. I certainly wouldn't be a happy camper. And there you've got that uh, the, the husband of the deceased being married to her for 50 years to have her life taken and their whole family shattered by this uh, senseless act. That was preventable. Right bail laws would have prevented it. Let's be realistic. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying there's a connection here, but uh, is there a gang problem that exists at the moment around southeast Queensland? For sure. Mm. There's no point sugarcoating it. These people do move in gangs. And as a matter of fact, I see one of the submissions by the magistrates uh, indicating that that uh, there would be gang re- retribution. Yeah, I did see that uh, too. Yeah. Look, it does exist. It's certainly a gang. It's certainly a cult. And it's certainly underpinned with very, very violent behaviour. Yeah, yeah. I've got a text in from Brad, says Jim Keogh for Premier. That's the type of person we need. You ever thought of running? No, mate, no. Politics isn't my cup of tea. (laughs) Look, I don't really care what party's involved. And and let me tell you, I was no great supporter of the LNP when those laws came in for the bikies. But the truth was they got the job done. Yeah. And they gave me the tools that I needed to get the job done. That's what's lacking. Yeah. You know, no more of these wishy-washy things. You know, we had the Bob Atkinson review of juvenile crime, I think it was uh, 2000, with all these pillars of, of, of areas that are going to fix the crime, and, well, not one of them worked. Yeah. Yeah, always good to talk with you, Jim. You're a straight shooter, and uh, I appreciate your time. My pleasure. Former police superintendent Jim Keogh, was, um, he was heavily responsible with all the crackdown on the bikies. And just to reiterate, all the matters are before the courts. I keep saying that and uh, they've been alleged and, and, and there is no evidence yet to suggest that there's any of these linked to a gang. But there was a submission made by uh, two, one of the magistrates, uh, which was referred to there. So all before the courts, we take care with everything we say here. We don't want to prejudice any of the legal process.